Greetings, magnificent souls, to the Lily Bewley podcast, where we have open and honest discussions about ourselves. This is your host, Lily Bewley, and I'm honored to have conversations here with thought leaders, visionaries, healers, and even solo conversations with myself about things I am currently reflecting on. This is a place where we break down, break away, and break through our emotional trauma, allowing ourselves to attract health, build wealth, and live a peaceful life. We are tired of being sick and tired. We are tired, but we are not giving up. We know that there is something magnificent inside of us. And because we are fighting daily, hourly, and by the minute, fighting ourselves, our kids, our spouses, we have to do things differently. We have to break the cycle. We don't have a million chances. We have to be happy now. We have to find a way. So how do we do that? How is that possible? If you look around at what society is telling you, they tell you that what we're doing is impossible. Yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through the practice and the love that we call awakening the magnificent soul. We are all magnificent souls. And these are our stories of healing. Today in episode 81, I welcome Ainsley McLeod to the show to talk about The Old Soul's Guidebook, which is his book that just came out, and also why past lives matter. Don't forget to let me know your thoughts about this episode or anything you would like me to cover on future podcasts at epiphanyvault.com. Remember, it is a safe place, and I would welcome the discussion. And also as a request, if you are enjoying the show, please rate and share it with your friends so we can really get the word out to more and more souls who really want to heal and grow and develop. And now on to the show. My guest today, Ansley McLeod, is an internationally acclaimed past life psychic, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of The Instruction, The Transformation, and most recently, The Old Souls Guidebook. Ainsley specializes in exploring past lives to reveal your life's purpose and has been featured on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation series. He lives on a tranquil island in the Pacific Northwest. And now onto my conversation with Ainsley McLeod. Ainsley, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. As I mentioned when we were chatting, I killed your uh, Old Souls guidebook. <laughs> it was so good. And I know we're going to talk a lot about that today. Right. Yeah, well, well, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, yes. Um, so I must admit as well, not only am I recording this um, podcast from the closet because of outside noises that I wasn't expecting, but I'm also new to the whole conversation about past lives. And I was wondering if you could maybe set, you know, whatever foundation that you think um, is appropriate about past lives or spirit guides yeah. to, and see kind of where that goes. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's it's a funny thing, but I, I you know, I, I work with spirit guides and I'm talking about past lives every day. So it's mm. kind of my world, you know, and I realize sometimes, you know, when I start talking, I notice, you know, people looking at me a little strangely, like, who is this guy with these past lives and so on? The thing is that what I found over the years, exploring people's past lives particularly, is that um Past lives explain everything, everything you want to know about yourself. It's amazing how much of it goes back to previous incarnations. Mm -hmm. And that would include things like uh, talents, your entire personality, your fears, phobias, limiting beliefs, all of this stuff. And so I, I got started doing this work about probably about 25 years ago. And uh, it's, it's, you know, discovered that I could communicating with the spirit world, which it, it took a long time for the spirit world to get my attention. And, uh, mm. but when I finally got there, um, I discovered, you know, I could make that connection. And um, it, I, I practiced for quite a long time, probably two or three, well, three years, I think it was before I started reading people. And then I found past lives came up all the time. If you know, mm. no, not, um, not like people were asking me, you know, oh, was this issue a past life thing? But I would just suddenly find myself talking about a past life and then being able to make connections so that you, you, you know, that we all have uh, things we're working on in this life that we didn't get resolved in a previous lifetime or we got taken off our 
life plan, didn't get the chance to complete or to do. So that, that, that helps to, once you understand your past lives and especially the fears and blocks, then you, the, the whole world opens up to you. You know, it's really understanding your purpose, why you're here. You can get more confident about your path forward and so on. Mm. Um, but, you know, when, when I hear people saying, you know, I'm not sure about if I have past lives, it's like it explains everything. You know, where, you know, there's, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey the soul takes from a place of me to we, from kind of fear to mm. love over many, many incarnations. And for most people, if you're an old soul now, and, and people who'd be drawn to your work would be older souls, you know, working mm -hmm. on themselves. And uh, they would probably have been, people who'd be listening to you would be probably coming to the physical plane for something like five or 6,000 years, be sort of typical to get through maybe hundred and something lifetimes. So it's something along those lines. I mean, it's never, never exact, you know, and everybody's different. We all learn at different rates, of course. So um, it's a, it's a sort of long cosmic journey, but along the way you, you, well, you learn to be human, you develop mm. traits and, and behavior that, that, these are the soul types that I write about, you know, and everybody's personality can be broken down and, and looked at uh, and seen in terms of their soul types. But you develop that in, in past lives. And whether you're good at um, music, art, you're logical, you're practical, good with your hands, whatever it is, that those talents are all developed before. Mm. That's why, I, I mean, I always laugh when you see these the child prodigies on you know, America's Got Talent or, or, you know, on YouTube and, you know, people go, oh, how could this three-year-old be able to play amazing guitar or piano? And, uh, well, this should be evidence of reincarnation because they, they learned it before. They're relearning something. And uh, that's why they can do so much in such a very short time. Mm. All these little child, child prodigies are all bringing in talents from other lives. It's just like they pick it up from where they left off. Is that the idea? You, you could do. Um, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is. Other times it may not even be the same instrument. For, for example, if it's a musician, but the, the ability to play one instrument in a past life can make it easier to play others in, mm. in future lifetimes. You can enhance any talent by tapping into the past. Find out what you did in the past, and then your soul kind of connects with it and that will then enhance, enhance your ability now. Sometimes I think these genius kids, they just have an easier connection between the past and present. It's just, you know, I wish we could all have that. You know. Yeah, that's mm. mind-blowing. Mind <laughs> it, really, it really is, yeah. It is. Um, I mean, a few things came to mind when you were sharing that. Um, one is about your story. Um, because I think my you know one of my first instincts and maybe you know I feel like sometimes I like speak through my audience too is that um you know well like Ainsley's special you know these talents came to him out of nowhere or I don't have this ability or how do I connect with you know the, a lot of like self-doubt and stuff mm -hmm. and I think that um, your story was pretty impactful to me because this like you said it took a while to for this to kind of formulate would you mind sharing a little bit about your story and sure. kind of how this happened yeah yeah i was uh, well i was raised in scotland and uh, um, had a lot of experiences when i was a kid that i now understand to be psychic phenomena um phenomena um <laughs> sorry <laughs> and um it, but I never thought, I mean, when, when strange things happened to me when I was younger, I never for one second thought, oh, yeah, it's a psychic thing or whatever. The funny thing is that um, I moved to London after college, and that's, I didn't, several times I had uh, psychics tell me, I mean, like uh, in public places, uh, you know, tap me on the shoulder and, you know, tell me that I'm psychic and should be doing something with it. And uh, I was just 
Well, I mean, the weird thing was that I was a total non-believer. I mean, I was like a, I, I declared I was an atheist at age five and that was it, you know, there's nothing beyond. <laughs> and uh, yet I was fascinated by psychics. So I went to see a psychic in, in London when I was maybe about 30. And I um, I said that I was going to, uh, de- going to see her to debunk her, but mm-hmm. there was more to it. I think deep down, I really wanted to, I think I was hoping she would be real. And uh you know, I, I was just so blown away by the, the the experience. It was like, how the hell you know, does she know all this stuff? So I was fascinated by psychics and uh, kept running into them. And, you know, everyone was telling me that I should be working with, you know, with spirit guides and so on. And that my uncle was a spirit guide. He wanted to work with me. And then finally, I I connected with him. This is sort of the, the most, the weirdest thing that ever happened to me but it was I actually ran into my deceased uncle in a bookstore in Hawaii when I was visiting and just for like a moment I mean he was only there for like a second I guess but very three-dimensional but with a very clear message about working together and then that's what got me interested Um, a few days later I went okay I'm just gonna give it a try and you know okay are you there and you know, then got a little surprised. It was very, very, very primitive. My ability to connect was very poor to begin with, but it got better with practice. Um, it is a talent. I mean, it's, it's like you were touching on before. Um, the mm-hmm. ability to connect with with spirit is a talent for intuition. And so, you know, it's like any talent, you, you can develop it, you can work on it. Mm. And uh, so that's really, you know, what I did with my uncle. I, he passed me on very quickly to spirit guides that I work with now. And uh, we settled on the focus of uh, the work that I do being really about life purpose. And then particularly with this focus around past lives, which was all the stuff that really fascinated me anyway. It was why I got so curious. I wanted to know, you know, um, you know, some people would say to me, oh, I don't really know. I want to don't want to know my future. And I go, oh, good God, I can't even imagine. I want to know. Yeah, I want to, you know, I've always been fascinated with that, with Mm -hmm. that idea. And uh so and and also what makes us the weird species that we are you know why do we get so much diversity you know and um so questions like that that made it pretty pretty obvious you know which what direction i'd be taking the work mm-hmm. in we tried different things but eventually settled that really that life purpose with a focus on past lives is kind of what i do mm. and at this point i've been doing it now for you know, long enough. It's uh, 20, 20 something years, I guess. And uh, still fascinated. I still find it endlessly fascinating how past lives affect the present. Or physical ailments, you know, like a knock on or well, s- severe head injury in a past life could show up as migraines now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, trauma to the abdomen will show up as IBS or something like that. Um, there's just every part of the body, there's going to be something that that shows up from the past. But the most, I think the most exciting thing about past life work is that when you find the source of a, a block or physical ailment or whatever it might be, it tends to improve or disappear. You know, the, the, mm. the, the problem will just dissipate um, very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes in the moment, sometimes, you know, in a few hours or, you know, a few days. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many how many things we carry into this life that we, you know, we think it's just, it's all down to our childhood or something that happened that we don't remember. Um, it's past life stuff. And when you find that out, it tells you, well, like I say, said earlier, um, who you are is why you're here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, it really begins, I mean, I, I begin every session by looking at my client, who, you know, who are you? Um, the breakdown of the personality. Because obviously, if you, um, if, if, for example, let's say you, you have no idea what you're supposed to do with your life, but everything I find is that you're a creator with a performer influence. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll start to think about, well, what creative um interests could you explore if you have a leader in your soul times developed over many lives as a leader then you'll want to learn to use your authority and you know maybe coaching leadership stuff um so it really sort of begins you get the picture of who you are and then you can extrapolate very very easily from there and find yeah 
find what will work, what's conducive, and what's consistent with your life plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm obviously like I'm well into and very deep in the purpose work Mm -hmm. um, after doing some healing on my own. And I took the, it's the old souls quiz. Is it? I'll put the link to that for those that are listening in the show notes as well. But I, um, I wrote this down. So I was a leader, a spiritualist and a creator. Those are my top three. Yeah. And so from what I'm hearing is that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's, this is like, kind of like the, like an overarching archetype. Like this is mm-hmm. what light, what lights me up and where I'm most in flow. Um, yes. right. Is that kind of what? Absolutely. Well, you're, you're, you're technically, I mean, sorry, there's very little in it, but it's, um, you got the elements, right. They're just the order slightly different. You're actually spiritualist leader creator. And then okay. there's some other elements in there as well. Um, I did take the, the liberty of just having a quick look at, at you before we started the call. Um, just thought there's a few things that you might find interesting about you, if you don't mind me sharing. Oh yeah, I'm interested. Well, well, one thing is that what I think is really interesting is that, you know, you've got a lot of gentle feminine energy, but you've got the very strong masculine energy of the leader. I mean, and it's very prominent in in who you are. Obviously you're wanting, soul wants to learn in this life to, um, learn to lead, um, I mean, even what you're doing right now, you know, this is a, this is a sort of leadership role that, that you have here. And so that's a major um, goal for this life to really learn to get very comfortable with that. But mm-hmm. also you were severely disempowered in a, a fairly recent past life. Mm-hmm. And the one of the reasons, and it's not the only reason, obviously, for choosing the leader, but um, you were very disempowered. So therefore, you want to be very empowered in this life. You see this between past lives and the present all the time. So the pendulum swings and sometimes it almost like overcorrects a little bit. Mm. I don't think it's over. I mean, it's, not, it's nothing to, you have to worry about too much. But um, you do want to be very independent and very empowered. Um, but here's what I always find fascinating about this one area. You've been disempowered. You want to be an empowered person in this life to make up for the, to balance the karma and all all of that. Um, but you also want to help other people to be empowered mm. because that's how you get the healing. It's a spiritual act. You help, you heal yourself by helping those who suffer as you once did, um, both by their past life or, or earlier in this. And uh, so I think that's probably a big part of the underlying motivation. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know it, but it would certainly be motivating you to do the kind of work that, that you're doing you know, literally here, what we're mm-hmm. what we're doing right now, because what you're trying to do is give people tools, so they can do stuff for themselves. Um, you know, you also know what it's like to be codependent. I mean, mm-hmm. what the powerless and the powerlessness in the past life does, and it also goes with inferiority, low, massively low self-esteem in the past life as well. So in this life, you've got to work through through that stuff. Um, it's a it's a, a process. Um, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to get, well, build your self-worth, you know, build your self-esteem and that sort of thing. But until you do, there is a tendency to go into that more sort of codependent place or maybe settle in relationships. You go, it's, it's like having been disempowered, you lose your power. Um, right. it's, it's like, you don't, you don't come into this world knowing how to set boundaries, um, mm-hmm. how to, you know, how to really, you know, be, be empowered. And mm-hmm. so you have to learn these things. It's an important lesson for you because it really is up in this life and the whole reason for uh, for you choosing, well, a big part, like I say, of the reason for you choosing to have a leader in your soul types is to to give you more of that masculine energy for that to that end. And it's not the only reason. Part of it is because you're a very old soul. If you didn't have a leader, you might not get anything much done in this life. Um, again, because you had a failed life, failed past life, at least failed in sort of spirit guides um, parlance really means that you just got taken off your life plan, couldn't get back on it. Mm. Um, in fact, specifically, uh, let me just quickly, uh, I, made, I made a couple of notes. Let me just check this. Uh, the, the past life, you were female, you were abandoned by a cheating husband. And you ended up um, in poverty. You end, ended up totally destitute. And that, that is certainly going to be um, 
something that will show up in this life. Excuse me. <clears throat> it would it would show the fear of loss would be a big one here. You know, you lost mm. everything and you have no money. So usually what happens then the, the way the loss would show up is um, could be con certainly concern about having enough money, but it can also be other stuff that would be um, playing into it. Like, you know, somebody dumped you for somebody else and you ended up being taken off your life plan. So um, <clears throat> there's betrayal there, kind of se severe betrayal um, that your soul will want to work through. So d building, developing trust would be a really big um, part of your journey in this life mm. to, to, to balance that, that out. Because I think you would come in with a little bit of a natural mistrust. Um, mm. It certainly is all around the heart chakra because that's one of the big things you're learning. You're learning to open the heart chakra and be, be really loving. But of course, yeah. the, the other thing when it comes to relationships, I think a lot of what you'd have been learning is about being empowered, being uh, having boundaries. And that's going to be so important for you because with your gentleness and the past life fears, the, the risk is that you can easily get, you, you can be super attractive to bullies. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll find you. I'm sure you've had mm -hmm. a, a lot of that, you know, over the years, mm -hmm. but, but they, they can. Yeah. Especially men. Can, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They will smell the, 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 it's almost like a weakness or, and it's the shark smelling the blood in the water. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you're a super empath um, and you will, you will have attracted narcissists, but just, you know, I've been working on a whole program around this because it's such a common thing with, with wow. old soul empaths. Mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, it's almost like an epidemic, but narcissists will <laughs> tend to find people like you, you know, like mm -hmm. um, they, they're bullies, you know, they, they, they don't, um, you know, they don't pick on someone their, their own size. They mm -hmm. will, you know, take advantage of the very loving, caring people who keep coming back and, yeah. you know, getting kicked. So I imagine there's been, a, you know, a few, few bullies in your life, um, but there are some very powerful lessons to take away from that. And it is about not being bullied and standing up for yourself. It really is that. And this is the toughest thing for a lot of old souls. Old souls will, will put up with a lot of abuse um, because they see the good in somebody. Mm. And, you know, deep down, you <laughs> say, he's a really good, great guy. You just haven't seen that right side yeah. of him. You know, You're reading excuses. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm reading an awful lot of other people as well. Unfortunately, it's a really yeah. common thing. You yeah. know, was, you know, well, you've read my book and, you know, uh, I, I mean, I just, I, I've been a magnet for narcissists really all my life. Yeah. And, I noticed uh, that about your story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's to do with being an empath and, uh, you know, it was, it was a very tough thing for, for me, you know, to, to really kind of come to terms and admit that, yeah, I was, you know, abused and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and bullied, um, uh, by people who would not do it to the next person, but they would do it. They would do it to me because of the the empathy. Well, they know they know you're not going to kick their butt, and you know that you will take. Well, the, the thing about the empath is you're all about love uh, and finding intimacy, seeking intimacy. So you're always trying to give and fix and mm -hmm. and make things work. And uh, with with uh, narcissists, it, it's that's not their agenda. That's not what what they're about. You are mm -hmm. not. You are never going to both be going towards that same wonderful result together. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you really end up just, you know, one pulling things in that direction, one wanting to to go in the other. Um, you know, so uh, unfortunately, like I say, it's it's become such something of a, a an epidemic. But what blew me away when I first started trying to explore this stuff, which was really, you know, I was saying talking about a spiritual act, you know, for you. Um, it's for, for me, it's because it's been a huge focus of my life. I mean, it's really um, shaped my life in every sort of way. And uh, I really want to help other people to not go through what I went through or, or not for as long or find ways to deal with it. I mean, I wish I'd been, there'd been something when I was a teenager to say, oh, hey, you know, here's something you want to watch out for. Nobody ever said, no, you know, it's like it was, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. 
I mean, that went for decades, you know, like it was, yeah. uh, and, and it's like, you know, here we go again, kind of feeling mm-hmm. um, like, where do these people come from and why do they keep finding me? But it's a spiritual issue. This is part of the reason why you can't fix narcissists very easily or, or, or perhaps at all. Um, there's some very deep spiritual damage. Mm. And what I find fascinating is that all the fears that I talked about, all the past life fears are um, kind of identifiable. There's 10 fears and then there's, there are 10 death related fears that fit into one category. And uh, the, the thing about um, narcissists, so they, they, they don't appear it necessarily, but they are fear driven. They are mm-hmm. full of fear. I mean, you don't have to control or gaslight somebody if you're a confident, functional right. person. Yep. But if you're a fearful, um, arrogant, scared person, yeah, you do that sort of thing. Um, but what I found is that they they have narcissists have all the fears. Um, or technically speaking, they have twelve fears, and that means for you as an empath, you might have one, one or two or three or something. The, narciss- the narcissist will find each of them. What I, what I say is that the, hmm. you know, it's an idea that the, the narcissist creates the wound. But what happens is the empath comes along with already wounded and the narcissist finds the wound, sticks the knife in and twists it further. They yeah. know how to push your buttons. They, it, and it's all intuitive because they're, what they're doing is they tend to externalize the fears, where you as a more functional old soul, you tend to unfortunately internalize, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the past life fear of inferiority and judgment, you'll tend to beat yourself up. That's <laughs> all I would say bit. about, uh, yeah, I always say, I say about somebody like you, you don't need somebody else beating you up because you'll do a perfectly good job yeah. on your own. You know, um, yeah. you will self-criticism thing will be so strong. That's the judgment being turned inwards. But what mm-hmm. the narcissist will do is they will spot that and then they will criticize, 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 work on you, undermine you, mm-hmm. and so on, because they're recognizing it. Yeah. They relate. Yeah. Would it be safe to say, and I'm, this is just coming to my head, is that, or my body, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, somewhere, somewhere in the yes, mind, body, yes, spirit yes, experience. Yes. <laughs> um, so with the, you know, your book, and the terms that you're laying out, would it be safe to say that the narcissist type of person is a younger soul and I'm an older soul? Is that kind of it's sometimes it is sometimes the case? Yes. You're probably going to have more more narcissists who are younger souls because they, yeah. they have yet to really learn that we're connected and they've not yet to really build the empathy. I mean, that's really sort of, I think the defining feature about narcissists is that they lack empathy. And there's other stuff as well, of course, Uh but um, they're blocked in the the heart chakra and they they can't Mm -hmm. make that connection. It's just all about themselves and their needs. So that it's more likely to be a younger soul, but they they could also be an older soul who's just blocked. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just, they've had, terrible hurts and then the the soul mm-hmm. detaches and uh, they're 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 left s- sort of dysfunctional yeah um yeah go ahead oh well i was gonna say you know i'm realizing that maybe people that are listening aren't really familiar with these terms and what this means um mm. maybe to help them kind of understand it a little bit more like for example in your book you lay out about you know the younger souls have been around for this many lifetimes or um you know it's pretty you know very specific about kind of what that looks like i was wondering if you could just to orient people kind of what we're talking about maybe a little bit so like yes absolutely go ahead yeah go ahead yeah so you know i talk about young and old souls and Mm -hmm. the way it was presented to me by the spirit guides is that you think of well think of the you let's say you've got 100 lives roughly you know take you from life number one to 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 the end of the journey where your soul feels like yeah i think we've got enough here um I mentioned before that could take maybe five, 6,000 years mm-hmm. back and forth between here and the, the astral plane. Roughly about halfway through, I mean, it wouldn't be exact, but you know, somewhere way back a couple of thousand years ago, you went from being a young soul to an old soul. It's, it's roughly halfway through the journey. Um, mm. Because there are 10 levels, it makes it quite easy to, to determine where, where you are. 
And of course, most of the people I work with are going to be old souls. In fact, mm -hmm. I've never had a young soul client. They just do not talk to, they're not interested, <laughs> you know, just don't do this kind of thing. So, um, <clears throat> so you can be an old soul and you can be damaged and um, shut down, you know, and, and lacking in, in empathy. Um, you know, it, it can happen to, you know, a soul of any, any age or type. It, it is surprising because usually you would associate it with being a younger soul, but yeah, it just depends on the on the, the damage and the triggers that, that cause the damage in this life don't have to be major. But they, mm. I mean, I won't go into too much detail there. But you your soul can disconnect for for protection. Mm. It's trying to protect mind, body, and spirit by disconnecting. That's why we sometimes have an out of body experience with a very traumatic uh, thing we're going through. Um, and mm. so it it becomes. It becomes a, a major goal for most souls to kind of repair that, that, you know, to reconnect. But some people are so damaged and they, they come into this world. They've got very, usually very dramatic stuff in the past around rejection and abandonment. Mm -hmm. And then they come in and the triggers can be really small. You know, mom doesn't care too much. Maybe mom didn't want another child or something. The soul will pick up on that immediately it will, it will feel rejected it will feel hurt so it will disconnect to you know really protect uh, the mind body and spirit so it works along along those lines anyway so you you got um five uh levels that take you through the being a young soul first of all just learning um i think as i put it in the in the book just you know how you're how your body and your reproductive organs work. You know, you just want to sort of figure out what it means to be human. Then as you sort of grow, um, kind of get into the second level, maybe it's more about community. Third level, definitely about sort of building that, you know, um, level four, starting to get more, in, you know, involved in the outside world. Level five, this is where we have so many of our world leaders, politicians, and so on. It's why we have um, a lot of young soul energy, even though there's quite a lot of old souls in the world. Mm. There's there's that sort of young that young soul energy is, you know, it's it's everywhere, unfortunately. Um, and uh, it's a little bit more sort of aggressive and mm -hmm. you know, kind of out out there and in your face. It's all it's. I mean, at that stage, your soul is about exploration, but it slips into exploitation really very very easily. But at the end of that, that fifth level, you flip. And the big flip between being a young soul and an old soul is in the area of introspection. It's so difficult for young souls to, to look inward. Everything is outwardly focused. But once they hit that point, then it's more of an inward journey. And then more working on yourself, you know, personal development, overcoming the fears and, and so on, working on creativity, exploring spirituality and the sort of things that would be much more uh, of interest to mm -hmm. old, older souls. And then, so you go through another five levels, like I say, there's 10 levels in all. Um, one question a lot of people have for me is that, you know, do you have to be perfect before you can leave at the end of all these lives? And I, I love what the spirit guides always say. They said, the goal is not perfection because if it were, you'd be here forever. Mm. Um, it's just to get good enough and to work through most of the major things that you need to, to do to learn um, to be human. Hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, if I, if I can just uh, carry on for a moment, there's another yeah. interesting factor that plays into all of this. And it's a big part of why past lives matter is that you might be on life 100, but your soul is on life number one. It doesn't die between lives like the mind and body. Mm. So it 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 um it experiences or it sees trauma that we would see from like three lifetimes ago, like a memory that you have of something that happened a few decades ago. You know, it's that sort of it can't separate without your help. It can't separate one life from from the ones that went before. Their effects dissipate. I mean, I I don't generally look at past lives you know more than 500 years back generally those get worked through in some sort of way so that i'm usually looking at things in the last two three four hundred years 
Um, but your soul is looking back at these. It, it is reminded when you have a trigger. I'll give you an example of a trigger would be you have a past life where you were, um, you're, you're in the marketplace and you, you steal an apple. The next thing you're being arrested and you're in front of magistrates and mm -hmm. they're, they're baying for your blood. And it's only you stole an apple. It's no big deal, but they're going to, they're going to execute you. You know, you imagine sort of like the, the, the fear and the, and the energy and all that's going on, uh, mm -hmm. something like that. This is like, it, if it were a heart monitor, you know, it would be that huge blip, you know, in your life, you know, that was major trauma. And say that judgment, you know, being in front of a court of law, then, you know, then executed. What happens in this life is that if you, then if you get in front of an audience, then the, the soul goes, oh, shit, last time we were in front of an audience, we got executed. So let's, you know, mm. get the hell out of here. Fight yes. or flight, you know, let's go. Yes. Um, and that's one of the reasons that there's so much judgment in the past, Um for different reasons, you know, pogroms, massacres, genocide, all sorts of things mm -hmm. uh, also to do with your color, your religion, and, and so mm -hmm. on. It's unfortunately a very common one. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, well, it is the, the reason why public speaking is such a big fear. Mm -hmm. People get in front of an audience and boom, something kicks in. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not safe. We need to get it, get out. And the way to heal, like with anything from a a past life, just find out what happened. And then the soul kind of goes, you know, we remind it, okay, it's a past life thing. And it goes, okay, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. I want to, mm. uh, I want, I'll stop freaking out every time we, we sit a test or go on stage or whatever. It, it <laughs> right. is. Yeah. yeah. So it's less about, is it less about um, knowing exactly what it was or just more about reminding that part or that yeah it's more about it's, it, yeah that's an interesting question because i've had people heal from past life issues with just two lines about a past life mm -hmm. um, um sometimes it takes very very little and then the soul just goes oh, oh right got it got yeah. it yeah you know i mean honestly it could be like saying yeah i had a past life in in indonesia and ended up um, mm -hmm. falling off a cliff. I mean, like, you know, um, and, and this, this, that, that could be enough. And the soul goes, oh my God, that explains the fear of heights and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, um, and the work is done. Um, other times, what it seems to require is a little bit of work, a little bit of um, like journaling can be really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, it's like you write about a past life, drawing connections to the present. Mm -hmm. And often I think there's a point where the soul goes, Oh, right. Okay. Hey, thank you. That no, now I'm making the connections or something. So it's weird. We're all different. And even the time it takes to get healing from past life issues. I've seen people like, you know, literally getting through something. Oh, the, the one, the example I used in the book was 20 years of chronic pain disappeared. Boom. Just like mm -hmm. that. The moment mm -hmm. my client heard about being beheaded in the past life. And the, I mean, that's extreme. It doesn't happen every day, but it, it, it happens often enough. More often, it would be like you know, maybe a few hours, a few days, or maybe, maybe a few mm -hmm. weeks. Very rarely longer. I mean, sometimes it could be six months. Um, why it takes that long, I, I'm not sure. But um, again, you know, like we are all different. And yeah. so some, just at some point, the soul just gets it. And it's like, well, why were we worrying about that? Let's just move mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. So I've been having... Um... I don't really know how to describe it, but I've been having in the last, like maybe a month or so I've been, you know, like we talked about before, I've been doing a lot of like, for lack of a better term, well, maybe, I don't know, present and past healing. I don't really know <laughs> how to categorize it, but like very deep kind of trauma healing about what I remember. That's what's happened to me in the past. And what I feel like, and I don't know if this is true or if you can speak to this, but what I feel like is that the more that I like unlayer all of this stuff, like maybe it has to do with the heart chakra, right? Uh, the opening process. I am getting, I get like these, in, these hits of like something really bad has happened to me, but I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, like there's some parts of me that is kind of scared to know because it could like have a lot of, you know, implications here present day or, you know, like, I don't know. I'm kind of in this like weird middle ground right now 
where I don't know if it was me or if it was somebody else or some, like something in my past life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's weird. interesting because it is really hard for people to tell um, whether it's something from childhood mm-hmm. earlier in this life or it's something in a past life. Mm-hmm. And there can be this almost, um, it's like an intangible sense that something happened. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've worked with quite a number of people who've thought that there must be, there must be sexual abuse as a mm-hmm. child. That's they have I'm all being, the signs yeah. Yeah. and yet it comes from another lifetime. Um, I mean, it, it's very hard to tell the, the difference. And, and of course, doubly hard because what, you know, that thing of the soul disconnecting, what it causes uh, things not to go into the memory banks. So um, things can happen, you know, people go, well, I, you know, I just don't remember my childhood. You know, that's that's a yeah, that's me. Disconnection, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then it becomes very, very hard, you know, because you assume something happened, but um, and it would really take uh, talking to a psychic or somebody who could go back into the past life and find out what that is. And I mean, gotcha. it could be both past and present as well. Yeah. So, um, but the great thing is that whatever happened to you in childhood, um, you see. How you process it is through the lens of the fear, like whatever right. you are brought into the, the present. Because I've seen this enough with working with siblings and twins and so on. They have the same upbringing, but one perceives their, their, the whole experience of growing up. It's, it's all about self-worth. And it's just that it, it just pulled the, the rug out from me underneath them. They felt lacking in value. Whereas the, the sibling sees it all in terms of rejection. But it just depends on what was in their their soul's past. Hmm. So that's how we interpret things. You know, we 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 all we all process and we interpret things differently. But it's all dependent on what's uh, what's in our past. Hmm. Um, which is, um, you know, so people think, well, you know, uh, why do I, why are you not talking about what happened in childhood? It's not my job. I'm not a therapist. And so what I'm doing is usually jumping past that and going mm-hmm. to whatever caused you to react to whatever happened in childhood the way that you did. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've seen just some amazing healing happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's actually kind of where I was going. Um, what was coming to mind for me is that in your view, like for me, um, a lot of my healing and as a facilitator, the, the healing that I facilitate is about childhood is about, you know, basically our presence now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, in your view, is that still valuable or oh, gosh. is absolutely so? Yes. Okay. Can you talk oh, to uh, a little bit about yes, that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Just because I don't there, don't, don't go there. doesn't mean that I, I don't think there's huge yeah. value in doing it. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, most of us should have a therapist and or someone we can talk through mm-hmm. uh, things with. But I, I truly believe that if you don't take the past life um, trauma into account, you're never really going to get the healing that you could mm-hmm. do otherwise. Uh, yeah. I mean, I certainly, I, I know, I mean, I work with a lot of therapists and I know that a lot more these days are getting into past life work. And a lot of body workers will talk to me about how, you know, they've got their hands on somebody and they're doing something mm-hmm. and then they start to get images or past life stuff coming to them. And, uh, you know, they'll say things to me like, well, am I supposed to tell them? And I go, absolutely. If you're getting it, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, I think what you'll find, what I expect to find anyway over the next few decades is that past life work will become a lot more mainstream Mm. And it will be in part because um, therapists and counselors are, are becoming much more open to that sort of thing. I could see uh, that. I have a lot of therapists who use the, the system that I've been describing, the instruction, you know, looking at soul ages, soul types, and so on, um, using that in their work. And, you know, I just hope, I mean, I, I, it's funny, I, I hit a point a couple of weeks ago, I just went through a sort of minor existential crisis for well, it was only about 10 minutes but it was a, uh, it was like oh god i wish i could just say like you know stand on top of the empire state building and just yell 
something about the importance of past lives for God's sake, people wake up, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. just because you see so many people suffering needlessly yeah. and, you know, doctors can't make any sense of it. No, they can't because it's a past life ghost memory. And uh, there's a p- potential for so much healing. Yeah. I mean, somebody I worked with just a few weeks ago, um, I'd worked with her maybe a month or two before. Um, so psoriasis, she's 57 years old. She's had psoriasis since she was two. And this is the first time ever, like what, 55 years or something that she's been able to wear shorts. Um, mm. She's amazed looking at her skin, you know, it's just like, um, and it's, it's tragic in a way that no one, no one until, until she's 57 ever said, hmm, I think that could be a past life issue. You know, try, trying to treat it, doctors going, well, we don't really know where it comes from. Um, so much, so much stuff comes from past lives that we just have have no idea. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. it, the potential for, you know, physical healing is just absolutely enormous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all the emotional stuff and, and you know, fears and phobias and, and, and the like. But the, the fact that you can heal physical ailments or... Um, you know, heal infertility or something like that through past life work is mm. something I just wish everybody knew. Yeah, and I feel really, the same way. Yeah, 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 about emotional trauma too. Sorry, I yeah. interrupted you. Go ahead. No, 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 absolutely. Go, go ahead. Yeah, it's just uh, I know when we find these things that we know they work, mm-hmm. and you being you you having a leader in your soul times, by the way, you have to see the proof of the thing. You have to you have to know that it works. If mm-hmm. things are um, if a modality or healing or something is, is too um, nebulous, it doesn't mm-hmm. work so well for the leader. You mm-hmm. really need to see the, that it's, you know, empirical evidence is, is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's, I mean, there's loads of ways you can even experience that, but you have to be able to see results. If it's, if it's too vague or um, even too abstract, it doesn't work for the, the leader. You, the leader part of you works in more tangible ways. Yeah, that's true. That's why one of the, my, like this, that this healing facilitation is my purpose is because I, it like, it's worked on me. Like I wouldn't yeah. be able, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be able to feel so passionately and have so much energy around it if I didn't. Yeah. There's something my spirit guides say, and I, I, I love it, is that you could never be an, an efficient grief counselor if you've never lost anyone and what they mean by that mm. is that your experience is what you bring to that's what gives you the expertise mm-hmm. um, i had another conversation with my spirit guides recently which was about um what what they said an expert used to be somebody with letters after their name the academic who'd learned all about something they said no these days i think it's really to do with the internet that they, they say when people think of an expert, they want somebody who's transcended whatever problem they're dealing with themselves. Exactly. And so it is so important. Even when I was writing my first book, the instruction and spirit guides are going, okay, you got to write about yourself. And I'm going, Oh God, I don't want to do that. It's my fear of judgment, self-expression, <laughs> yes. everything was coming up, you know? Yes. And, and I, but I did, and, you know, I put in the introduction, you know, some of my story and, um, it had been a bit bit of a bumpy ride, particularly in the area of relationships. Mm-hmm. It was so useful. So many people came to me afterwards and said, thank you for writing about your own experience. They felt that I wasn't some academic in an ivory tower who thought he knew better than everyone else. Um, and that I was just, you know, a muggle who'd been making all the same, you know, same kind of blunders and, and so on. You know, it's just... Um, just you know a regular guy you know and uh and going through stuff that they could relate to and and i think a lot of people find that very healing so Mm -hmm. i think it's important if you're helping others to always think about well you know sharing your experience and showing them because people want to know that you know like Mm -hmm. how did you get to to this place where now you're healed and you know life's going great for you Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually posted about that on Instagram today about like exactly everything you're saying is the the knowing your story. If it's hard to 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 do that, then you may, you know, there's there's some like you're saying fear of judgment or rejection or some other things that may be happening for you too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Um 
So the last thing I kind of want to cover when you touched on this uh, a little bit earlier was the intersection of past life and purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you cover pretty deeply in your book, but I was wondering if you can give us a little bit of a, a preview on that, because I'm off also, I've always said that my pain has turned into my purpose Yes. and yeah, if you don't mind. Well, I, yes, sure. No, I, I, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. I was just thinking I'll borrow that line. Thank you very <laughs> Please. <much>. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it is for a lot of older souls here, you, you know, you're because you're here to work through stuff. I mean, you, you know, um, you know, I used to say when, when I was looking at some reading somebody and I'd say, oh, you have a huge fear of whatever. Now I, I would phrase it more like you're working through a huge fear, you know, because it's always mm. to be to be dealt with. I see a really important thing. Um, one thing about your soul, this is sometimes how you know when somebody's acting from the soul or from the conscious mind, is that the mm. soul has no self-pity. None. Mm. It's just, it's totally pragmatic. So if it sees a problem, it wants to fix it. And, you know, it's like, okay, okay. We, we're in this situation. How do we transcend that? The, the yeah. self-pity is all coming from, you know, oh, poor me, whatever. That's coming from... The, the the ego the conscious mind mm-hmm. so the the this yeah the soul is so it comes in from the past life with um maybe you got rejected and abandoned in a past life um your mother abandoned you then you died alone on a battlefield those are very typical causes of a fear of rejection then you come into this world you will naturally be an outsider feel like a loner maybe experience loneliness um and uh that's you know the the that's how the the, the past life fear of rejection shows up, hmm. along with the motivation to heal it. So it's like, how do you heal rejection? Or the biggest way would be to belong to, or the common way. You know, if you belong, that mm-hmm. is you, because you are basically alone. You know, alone when you died. Maybe you had to go through life alone, and so you, it's, it's always that. Think of the the karmic pendulum you know so you were alone now you want to be with people i don't mean all the time but you want to have community and friends Mm -hmm. and and people who understand and care for you and uh you know that becomes super important but then um and here's an interesting thing that i found and uh, you do actually fit into this category is that a, a lot of podcasters are trying to heal the fear of rejection now they don't know they're doing that but what you're doing is you're elevating that um, desire to belong. You're taking it to a higher level by being the uniter and being the one who brings mm-hmm. people together. And that becomes super healing because, again, it's a spiritual act. You're healing people who suffer as you once, then you bring people in, and then you're healed, they're healed, they've got some place they, they can feel they belong. Um, everybody benefits. It's, uh, you know, super, super healing. But that's really, you know, if you look at your past lives, if you understand what's happened in the past life, you'll see the kind of things that you're drawn to in this life or supported in doing or what you maybe still have to do as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with a failed life or disappointing past life, and you didn't really get the chance to do the things that you wanted to do. Then you will come in and want to do them this time around. Um it doesn't always have to be exactly, you know, if you played the tuba in a past life, but you died young, you may not necessarily have to play the tuba in this life, but mm-hmm. you might want to be a musician, you know, or sing or something, because, you know, there's, there's something that you, you missed out on, you didn't get the chance to, um, to complete. So it was always that balancing. Mm. It was a, a weird story that I put in, in the book about the guy who, um, he called me up and this happens from time to time. You know, most people call me up, they got about 10 questions and maybe three big ones, you know, life purpose and, and <laughs> so on. And uh, every so often I get somebody who's, you know, they're not, they, they didn't come to me. It wasn't, it wasn't their own choice. You know, it's like somebody they knew had a session and go, oh, you've got to talk to Ainsley. And uh, they, they, they're not, sometimes not totally cooperative. And, so I said to this guy, you know, what, got any questions? Nothing. All I had was his name, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, well, whatever, let's just see, you know. So I just uh, brought the spirit guys in. I said, what do you want to talk to him about? And they said, um, quite simply, they said he used to be a submarine designer, early days of submarines, with a specialty in pitch, yaw, and roll. 
um, terms I didn't even recognize. I mean, it's the movement of a submarine in water, apparently. Um, and uh, he was sort of silent for a moment and then said, I, he said, I'm obsessed with pitch, your and roll. He said, um, and he's devoted a huge part of his life to figuring out how it works. And, he, you know, that is totally karmic. That is like, mm-hmm. didn't get the chance to do it in the past life, so I'm doing it now. <clears throat> and he actually sent me videos and, and sketches of devices. He'd, he'd built these amazing devices for his kids, um, flight simulators and things like that. It's all pitchy on roll. And he actually even had, he said, check out this one drawing. It was even annotated with those words, pitchy on roll. I mean, it was like, you know, wow. so it was completely about um, picking up where he left off. So, mm. he, like, you know, he dies, um, dies early, prematurely. And then in this life, the soul goes, okay, let's just pick it up. Mm. I mean, that one is a bit more sort of uh, that more of an obvious continuation. Sometimes it will be more broad than mm-hmm. that. You know, you were going to be a healer in a past life, but you died young. So you'd be drawn to be a healer, but it could be in any form or lots of different ways that you can do that. Not always totally specific. Mm. So would you say that purpose is that just is the thing that your soul wants to learn? basically yeah like that's yeah that's a really good point um a lot of people think there's a holy grail you know it's that one big purpose and if i can just find what that thing is and that's i think that is so um disempowering and limiting you know because if you're looking for that one thing you're probably not going to find it because Mm -hmm. we are super complex beings and we have a lot of different reasons for being here you know, we come, we come into this life, uh, well, as a, as a soul, you, you want to be here, you got to come and learn what it is to be human. And then all of the specific circumstances are chosen because they're going to help you learn lessons that you want. Mm. So you come into a family mm-hmm. where maybe you, you've got some, you know, karmic stuff going on with your dad or, you know, a very typical one that I see is people coming into a family of alcoholics or with mm-hmm. substance abuse because they're working through that themselves and uh you know from from past lives so there's you know all these um complex choices that your soul makes as part of your life plan that's really what i do with you know in the first session with somebody Mm -hmm. is just look at the plan what you know why would you choose this what are you here to work on how are you doing Mm -hmm. this and Mm -hmm. so on Um, and you know, what I really feel is like, if you understand that, look at the past lives, and then it can give you that encouragement. You go, oh, right, okay, this is where I developed that ability so I can do that again, um, or I'm completing this experience, you know, and it's, a lot of it should be about galvanizing, you You know, you're getting, getting in, encouraged to do the things you know you should do. I mean, most people I work with, they know what they're, deep right. down, they know it, you know, yep. they, they've got the answers, they just need to be drawn out. I always yes. say there shouldn't be any surprises. You know, it's it shouldn't be like, you know, they're they're meant to be a, a Reiki practitioner, and I'm telling them they should be an astronaut. Uh, that's not going to happen. You know, it's like that. Yeah, you know, that'd be crazy. You know, it it usually they they kind of it's the feeling of like, oh yeah, I kind of knew that, or I was always interested in that, mm-hmm. or yes, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've already started uh, learning that, or or whatever. You know, it's it's kind mm-hmm. of all all in there. So I think of it as just lots of different purposes. You know, we're here to you know, have a relationship of this nature. We're here to, to um, explore work that's going to be meaningful and useful and help us to develop some of the talents and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all these diverse little pieces of experience. So you put it all together. That's your holy grail, you know, it's like, mm, you know, where, yeah, where, the where little pieces. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm sad to say our time is, is pretty uh, close to closing, but I could probably talk to you for days I you know like I could keep I, I could keep talking forever well you know I had some things on my list maybe there could be a part two about karma mm-hmm. and soulmate and stuff but sure. um I really enjoyed our time here together um I know that you have some um things going on you've launched a community um, yes. can you mm-hmm. let the listeners know where they can find you what you're working on right now as well yeah absolutely if, uh, if you go to soulworld.com get all the information about the Soul World community. And uh, this is our membership community. We have uh, a theme every month. We have classes, Q&A, workshops, um, uh, daily messages from the spirit guides, uh, mm. f- very active forum, very supportive. 
Um, it's a beautiful community. I mean, it really is a place for old souls to come and learn about their life purpose in, in a company of people who really get you and, of course, make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this is our spiritual act. So, yeah, we've got that. We also have Soul World Sunday. We have a, a regular Sunday broadcast. We're just half an hour to midday on a Sunday, midday Pacific, and um, just a place where you can come. There's no cost or anything. Just come and, and uh, uh, well, I just talk about some spiritual stuff. My wife, Christine, um, you know, we, we're very much, you know, work together, and she does a, a usually beautiful guided meditation and so on. So mm. uh, that's a good soulworld.com or ainsleymcleod.com, and you'll get all the, the information you need. Wonderful. Wonderful. I didn't get a chance yesterday to check out the community, but that's something, like I said, that there's been things that have been popping up in my life that um, I'm interested to kind of explore. So, yeah, yeah, I well, really appreciate you. Maybe we should talk sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you and your work. Thank you for coming on. Lovely. Thank you very much. This has been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure.